0: Is Mark Hit
1: it. Welcome to Gunshots Straight From The Hip, I'm your host, Mark Gunn. The views expressed on this program are those of the host and guests, and not necessarily reflective of anyone or any entity associated with this broadcast. This episode is brought to you by the Centers for Disease Control. The
2: best way to protect yourself from 2019 novel coronavirus is to avoid being exposed to the virus. Additionally, there are preventative actions that you can take to protect yourself and your family from the spread of respiratory viruses that can make you sick. These include stay home if you're sick, cover your cough, and wash your hands.
1: For more information, visit coronavirus.gov. That's coronavirus.gov. This episode, COVID-19 and the week that was in Louisville, Kentucky. This time around, I am sitting in as a guest host for the show Community Connections. It's on a local radio station, WLOUFM, in Louisville. This was from this past Saturday's broadcast. Your hosts are Amira Palacios and Bruce Ray.
2: Welcome to Community Connections. I'm Amira Palacios. I'm joined by Mark Gunn. And we're going to open up with talking about the latest with COVID-19. Now, Governor Bashir said that we had 583 new positive cases of COVID. Oh, man. Wow. And what's crazy about that is I remember even as early as last month, mm-hmm. we had, what, a 200? It seemed like it, it, it,
1: started, kind of, yeah, it started to level off a little bit.
2: Yeah. Now, we've a month later, it's like we've doubled yeah. the number of positive cases mm-hmm. per day. And this is happening as we're trying to reopen. Right. Right. And we have a Black-owned restaurant, Brendan's Catch. Mm -hmm. It's a downtown restaurant. A lot of people don't know that. It's right on 4th Street. Um, They are reopening this Thursday. Oh, okay. And as we look at all of these businesses that are trying to reopen and recover from this pandemic, the fact that COVID-19 cases are starting to rise again is just not
1: Good. No. And, of course, as, as testing continues, you're going to get more cases, but a lot of these are as we've been moving about and not really being consistent with wearing of masks.
2: How did masks become so political?
1: <sighs> I'm going I'm to I'm keep it all the way real because people are stupid.
2: <laughs> well, there's um, you know, there's something going on right now between our Attorney Gen- General Daniel Cameron and uh-huh. our Governor mm-hmm. in regard to mask wearing, and it's even beyond that. Um, our Attorney General even challenged all of the executive orders mm-hmm. that all the measures that Governor Bashir took to try to keep Kentuckians safe were basically challenged, and went all the way to the Kentucky Supreme court. And what happened, Mark? Denied.
1: (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Slow your roll. Pause. The Supreme Court said nope. What the governor is doing is okay. He's trying to keep the citizens of the uh, Commonwealth of Kentucky safe. Your politics has no bearing on this situation. Wow. So Sorry, Daniel.
2: You know what's interesting? (laughs) People really called out Daniel Cameron for what he did. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people who kind of lean more conservative really had a problem with just an unchecked governor with all this power that people kind of felt treaded on people's constitutional rights and, and freedom. There's there's that point of view that's out there. And
1: these are the same fine people who have absolutely nothing to say about Donald John Trump and his crazy behind, running amok, unchecked, unfettered. Word of the day, hypocrisy.
2: (laughs) But you know, what's been really interesting, the national trend with this is we see these sort of mask deniers or the COVID deniers. They Mm They don't even think COVID is real. They think it's like the cold. Right. And they don't think wearing a mask matters mm-hmm. until they get it mm-hmm. or someone close to them gets it
0: <laughs> i mean
2: karma kind of comes at you fast right i mean
1: and i love her <laughs> she i, I love karma i love her <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what kind of tough. i mean you you know one day they're like oh this is this is just a conspiracy by the left to you know, take take our freedoms away from us, and then it's like, then, <laughs> I have tested positive for COVID-19, right, right. and I'm going into the hospital now. Right.
1: Now, see, and I've got a friend whose wife has been in the hospital for the last four and a half weeks with the uh, coronavirus. Mm. So there is nothing anybody can tell me. My wife is a medical coder, so she is dealing with these cases every single day. So there is nothing, n- anybody on the right or anybody that, that's, that is trying to come up with com- conspiracy theories can tell me about this not being real.
2: Mm-hmm. So, I'll say this, the city, in the mm-hmm. city of Memphis, they actually ran out of ICU beds. So any anytime a medical professional has to say, hmm, I have run out of beds or mm-hmm. ventilators, mm-hmm. I guess someone's gonna have to die. And they're having to make these like crazy decisions about who lives and who, and who dies, dies, because right. in certain areas across the nation, the hospitals are being overrun. Right. And any time... I, I would never want to put myself in a position where someone has to make that kind of decision for me.
0: Right. But well, didn't the Moines in Texas had to get refrigerated trucks? Because <laughs> they ran out of... Mm-hmm. Out of... Uh, out of uh, Yeah, they're doing they're refrigerator, refrigerator trucks. You're right.
2: The to, same thing that happened in New York.
0: <sighs> so it has to be real.
1: And the thing is... Yeah, you look at other countries, other European countries, who jumped on this thing early, made wearing masks mandatory. Mm -hmm. They're just about all the way open. Iceland,
2: Iceland completely got rid of it. Yeah, it it was
1: Iceland. They, they're not even requiring masks anymore because everybody said, "Okay, I need to wear a mask. I need to stay home for a minute. I bet I can do this." There was none of this. You're infringing upon my rights. This is a government conspiracy. You can't do that, money. These are the same, look, these are the same folks that are talking about my body, my choice. Same ones that are pro life talking <laughs> about. So, well, you so, know what's been happening is
2: <laughs> if you have an iPhone, uh-huh. guess what? The new iOS update includes a contract, uh, con- uh, what's it called? A contact it's tracer? A contact tracer, yeah. Meaning they're going to watch where you go, mm-hmm. and if you so happen to get COVID, they're gonna call everyone that she's been around. (laughs) right? And they're gonna make sure that you bring yourself to the hospital Mm -hmm. and that you quarantine. Mm -hmm. So the government's not playing around with this stuff. No,
1: and see, and here's the thing. This could have all been avoided. The same folks that are worried about government overreach could have avoided it just by mask, stay home, wear a mask, do what the CDC tells you to do, and we can be like every other country that's getting over this, but no. The land of
0: the free and the home of the stupid continue to be stupid. Hey, man, but it's a it's it's a heck of a thing when you got a rocket scientist for a uh, president, <laughs> the smartest man in the world, man. So I think that's part of the problem. I know words. so get the best words.
2: Oh, well, I think I think there was a poll that was out that said seventy percent of Americans trust. Dr. Anthony Fauci. And yes, yet there's this whisper campaign against them, which is just so
1: troubling. People trying to save their skins, people trying to save money, uh, people trying to save their positions in power, and the rest of us just be damned. You know, it's, it's, it's all a hoax. It'll disappear. It'll magically disappear. We don't have that many cases. China, China. And it all starts, it all starts at the top. When you choose, and this is the problem that, that on average this country has, they shun intelligentsia. They shun science because they either aren't smart enough to understand it or not trust it. When the evidence is right there in front of them, oftentimes in black and white, do a Google search, it's all right there. Let's talk
2: about science for a minute, because um, the White House press secretary in her recent press briefing, I think it was only a couple of weeks ago, I actually Mm -hmm. like the the White House press secretary. Mm -hmm. I think she's doing a good job. The bar is very low, but I think she's doing a good job, right? She's lasting longer than Scaramucci, and she's doing a lot better than Sean Spicer did. But what's interesting is that she said that the science should not be the only thing that we consider when it comes to schools reopening in the fall. And a lot of a lot of people kind of took that and ran with it. She she did talk about the fact that the president really wants schools to reopen in the fall and that he's he's looking at he gets a briefing every day and yes, the science is important, but the economy has to bounce back and to do that, children have to go back to school. So it's been really interesting to see science be weighed against reopen the economy and just the backlash against teachers that I've seen online. A lot of people are saying teachers should not get their paychecks until schools are able to reopen. And that's just such dangerous language. We can't put this much on our teachers. We don't pay them enough.
1: We just don't. In addition to that, I'm sorry, you've got a pandemic that is being measured and treated and analyzed by science. As a parent, I'm not weighing anything else against the safety of my child. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I know, yeah, the economy has to open, but again, had Americans been smart about the way we handled this virus, we could be well on
0: track to reopening the economy. So I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I was asked today, if I had a kid going to school, would I let him go, and I told him no. No. And. Uh, Of course, they didn't like the answer I gave, but I said, "Until I feel safe, it's my responsibility to look after my child." Exactly. So you know, until I feel safe, and I said, "Well," then they said, "Well, you know, we got to send them back to school." I said, "Well, the thing about it is, this is your opportunity to teach your child how to read. It's your opportunity." Let's let's talk about that, Bruce. You
2: know, we talk about the. Literacy crisis with children—it's mm-hmm. really with adults. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. No, you, you're yes. right. The, the you're average right grown person right. really yes. cannot read or comprehend <laughs> what they're reading. Yes. And so this is an opportunity, I think, not only for parents to really take responsibility for their child's education, to be interested in it. What are you learning? What is this new tech academy and non-traditional instruction yes. that you're getting? What is it? Go, go see about it. Actually, open up the paperwork and. And know what's going on if you don't know now is the time to ask before school starts
1: what what your child is supposed to be learning and with everybody becoming so technologically centric, it is in your child's best interest I mean I you know you hear jokes about you know my, my three year old can work my remote he can program my VCR or my or my uh, or my Roku or you
2: whatever. You
1: said VCR. I said VCR. Okay. Uh-huh. So, so him I mean, at you know like my age. <laughs> hey, you'd be amazed. Um, can you even buy
2: a VCR? I'm, 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 if okay, you can. If you
1: look Mom. hard enough, you can. But, <laughs> but the point is, these kids are already, they already have a knack or an instinct for the technology because they're not afraid of it. But on the other side of that coin, we as Black people are so far behind technologically speaking, because we're not embracing this uh, this culture. And ironically, it's a culture that we help develop.
0: Yeah, true
1: that. So you know, when these opportunities present themselves, yeah, I'm gonna give my five-year-old an iPad. Yeah. Yes, I'm gonna show them how to use it. I'm gonna load it with the programs and apps that I want them to to access. And if at some point. They get smart enough to figure out. Well, hey, if I can do this, I can go and let me learn about this. So, I, yeah, you do have to be measured and cautious in the way that they access information.
2: They can't just stare at a screen all day. That's the. That's, that's also that's, true. That's, that's a problem too.
1: That is I have also a problem true. with that. However, these things can be structured to where they don't have to be in front of a screen all day. You know, you can have time where you go outside and, and, and blow off steam and. Run around. Yeah, I mean, I I work (laughs) from home, so when I'm not doing this and and the other stuff that I do with with my company, I'm an IT professional. And because of the pandemic, I am working from home. And so my whole work life has changed to where, so yeah, in those times where I do walk away from my monitors, I'm outside. I'm with the dog. I'm doing something, Mm -hmm. you know, to... There has
2: to be a balance with all this. And what's interesting is that uh, the black community has been significantly affected by the pandemic yes. as far as job losses. We know that one in three Kentuckians lost their job because of the pandemic, and yet uh, people are not taking advantage of basically free upskilling right here in our community. Yes. Kentuckiana Works is literally paying people to learn data analytics, mm-hmm. web design, cybersecurity. You can get those credentials for free right now. They will pay you
1: and there's big, big money in those fields, especially yeah. cybersecurity.
2: I think those jobs start out at ninety thousand. They mm-hmm. start out at ninety thousand. They can't create Mm-mm. cybersecurity professionals fast, fast enough. enough. can they? But do it. you
0: know what amazes me about that right there is our, our community, our people that live in our community, they really don't wanna work. They have all the opportunities in the world and won't capitalize on them.
2: I'm going to push back on that a little yeah, bit. so, yeah, so I, am I. What yeah. I will say is that I feel like, in some cases, welfare and the, the creation of it, and the restrictions and the policies and procedures of it, in some ways, had a hand in destroying black families mm-hmm. and destroying black work ethic and taking away the sense of wanting to put in a day's work, our creativity and our talents. We put all of that to the side just to get just to get uh, you know stamps and a and a, and a check.
0: But you know, welfare wasn't created for black people at first; it was created for white people. Food stamps was created for white people at first, mm-hmm. and okay. then it Johnson. But the, the and the other pushback that I'll give on that, I don't think that that
1: there's a not wanting to work. One of the things I run into quite often is that people don't know where to get the information. I mean, it's like you can, there's a book that's right there in their face, but if they're looking for a specific piece of information, they wouldn't know where to find it. And with a lot of the cyber stuff, it's the same thing, because a part of it is there's so much of it. Yeah. And you have to, you know, you have to kind of come up with a, a starting off point, and then been able to drill down. And that's where, to your point, places like Kentucky Works are so, so important. Uh, And they're actually giving you the laptop, too. And
2: and, and probably an internet connection if you don't have one. And another thing is that we see the benefits cliff, right? Mm -hmm. They're getting public assistance. Mm -hmm. They could get extra hours at their part-time job or they can get promoted. But they start looking at what they're going to lose, and it's just not enough for them to take that extra step to take that promotion to take to become full-time to become a manager mm-hmm. and so that's that's a major problem in
1: our community yeah mm-hmm. you know we can no longer afford to be left behind and as we become a more technologically advanced society and just to even think about this the United States as a country technologically speaking we're at least a decade behind countries like Japan
2: I've if, actually witnessed yeah. that and yeah. I lived in Japan for a year mm-hmm. and so the, any cell phone that we have right now is at least five years yeah, five years behind, or at least yeah. five years behind mm-hmm. of what they have in Japan right now. Mm-hmm. The phone I had in Japan did not debut in the U.S. until five years after I got back. And I was just sitting there going, oh, that's what, cool. what? Right. right. <laughs> But they have a culture of innovation there, and you, you have to live in a society that values that. In America, mm-hmm. we value profit. So we'll, right. we'll wait until it's like version six and we'll, until we can spend, have consumers spend all they can yeah. for it until mm-hmm. we release the next one. So that's why we get left behind.
1: So I mean, the thing is, I can't stress this enough, the information is there. Uh, I said this before, and I'll keep saying it, we are overrepresented in social media and underrepresented where it really counts
2: young people understand this did you see um, there was a young man I think he's maybe a sophomore junior in college he's a a theater major Mm -hmm. but he wanted to get into film and animation he literally self-taught himself how to do all this started putting um, uh, things he had edited on TikTok Mm -hmm. and Bob Iger from Disney he got his attention So young people understand this. We're like, okay, well, it's the internet, so there are no rules. I make the rules. I can go and get my opportunity right now. I feel like it's older generations that just don't grasp the vastness of the opportunities. Mm -hmm. If you choose to walk through that door, you can get your share too.
1: Trust me, you don't have to retire at a certain age when it comes to dealing with technology because as long as the mind is sharp and the skills are there and the knowledge is there, you're going to be able to get a job. I mean, I know guys that have been doing IT well into their 70s. Uh, I've got a friend who um, is an engineer who is how old is he? 83, still as sharp as a tack. And
2: people think they don't have to yeah. learn these things, and and it changes all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you don't learn these things, you will be left behind in our in our mm-hmm. new economy.
1: Definitely, and and it's it it's anything having to do with technology radio is a perfect perfect example and when i first got in we were still using turntables this was back in the 70s we were using turntables and these things that looked like eight tracks that radio cartridges that we played commercials on Oh, that's what a track is. Yeah. Thank you. So, <laughs> I <kind of> <laughs> that was for me. So as as the technology progressed, we got into an era in the '90s to where we were using five-inch floppy disks to store audio files. Right. So we were playing everything from these disks. And Are those the things de- that
2: look like coasters.
1: Yeah, they oh, look okay. like coasters. Mm-hmm. They look like coasters. And so <laughs> as we got into the late '90s and early 2000s. Radio adopted the mindset of file sharing— Napster, Kazaa, uh, iTunes—all these music file server shares services. Now radio stations are doing the same thing. So it's very rare when you walk into a studio, and you'll see vinyl, which ironically is making a big comeback. I for actually the kids. collect
2: vinyl. Yeah, well, I'm into jazz music, so I collect jazz on, so, on vinyl. Yeah, and so,
1: and so you, you very rarely see that. I mean, here in the uh, the WLU studio. There's not a record, there's not a floppy disk, there's not a CD or anything like that to be found. Because everything is digitized. Everything is on a file, everything is on a server. Mm-hmm. I had to learn all of that and adapt to all of that as I kept going through my career. So you're talking about 40 years of innovation that I had to learn in order to keep up. And there's stuff coming down the pipe that I'm just now They're already getting, talking yeah, about 6G. Yeah. And 5G hasn't hit yet. Yeah, yeah. It's or at least crazy. 5G hasn't hit here yet. So, yeah. again, the information is there. The information is free. You just have to, you know, get out of your own way. And if you really have the desire to learn it, it's right ask there somebody. For it's right there for you. If you need a place to start, your kids can tell you where to start looking. And then once you start you can reach out to you your local there, library and yeah. they'll help
2: you. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, you know, you go to org. Yes. They have programs to help you get those skills. They will get, you can get paid mm-hmm. while doing it. Yes. And they'll even provide you with the hardware and software mm-hmm. and, and, and all of that. And why are we talking about this? It's because we will see another pandemic again. This is going yes. to happen again. It's we're going all going to be at home. There's going to be another coronavirus of some kind that mm-hmm. we're going to have to deal with. And so these issues do not go away. And this no. digital divide, we really have to start addressing this. Right. in
1: our community. Right, I mean, in the fact, you know, I, I look at it this way. A city can gentrify a neighborhood, but they can't gentrify the internet. They can't block your access to, to the information, the same information that they have. It's equal opportunity
0: Bedlam. It's, that's the way you have to look at it. If there's something out there that you want, go get it, go get it. Well, the right. thing with me is, normal that we knew before the pandemic, mm-hmm. That's gone. Yeah. No, we, we are in a new normal.
1: Reasonably look at a new normal Yep, yeah, look at Japan, look at China. How long have they been wearing masks in public? It's normal yeah. there. Normal. Yeah, that's an everyday thing. Yeah. It's China. an everyday thing and nobody says squat about it. And What's it's interesting
2: like, if you look at um there was a survey of chief financial officers mm-hmm. and they were asked, Do you plan to keep your workers remote. Uh, you just ask them what are you What are you going to do mm-hmm. to to you know switch up and kind of adapt to what's happening. So we're watching major tech tech companies uh, break leases. Yep. They don't need these offices. Yep. Um, even Facebook, they're they're talking about um, yeah. If you if you want to move somewhere else, you want to leave San Francisco, leave the Silicon Valley bubble, that's great, but we're going to adjust your salary mm-hmm. to match because you don't need those big inflated San Francisco salaries right. that you've been having. So we're watching Uber and Lyft and all these tech companies really adapt to this. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's just been really interesting to see that remote working is in vogue. In fact, Louisville just made a national list. We are the number seventh place in the country for remote workers.
1: Wow. I did not know that. It's because
2: of our low cost of living.
1: That's true. And I saw a survey from, again, one of these tech companies uh, that that it's becoming more attractive because the results they're getting, there's, they've been an overall increase of productivity. Employees tend to be happier because they're in a more relaxed environment. They're at home. With their pet. With their pet. (laughs) Or spouse. or, Or spouse. Right. Kids running around. Uh, And so they're more relaxed about having to do the job. I mean, I can say the same thing. I've I've never worked from home, except with the occasional uh, doing a radio show from home. But on on a consistent basis, I've never worked from home. But I love it. I can go into my office slash studio, close my door, my room is soundproof, do what I need to do for the time I need to do it in, and once I'm done with one job, I just shift over to the next desk, or I'll walk out for a little bit. And I feel I don't feel the stress because I'm in a you know I'm in a, in my environment. Yeah. And I don't feel as pressured as you do in a office full of noise. The hustle and bustle. Right, right. What's been
2: really interesting is we watched in the realtor community, uh, there were about three thousand people in the global area who mm-hmm. bought a house in the middle of the pandemic, and so wow. home sales. They have not stopped. People are looking around, going, "Wait a minute! I have to work from home. Mm-hmm. I don't like my home. I'm gonna go get. I'm gonna go get another
1: and, one."
0: And my next door neighbor is in real estate. And she says it's a buyer's market right now, and that ain't the only thing. Automobile sales is picked up. Mm-hmm. I mean, No, that's surprising. Up. If that we're at home, surprising. why
2: do we need a car?
0: That's hey. Right. Well, you're saving money on
1: gas, classroom. so it makes a new car a little more affordable. I mean, I've I've got. Uh,
0: I filled up my car this week for the first time in three and a half weeks. I mean, if the so, rates is so low, man, I mean, that's the bait. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, people are refinancing, yeah, I mean, buying the houses, mm-hmm. buying a car, you know, all of those things right, right now.
0: Right, Seems like since the pandemic, everything, all everything has went down and is more easier mm-hmm. because- well, That's like, not they, true.
2: Grocery prices are going up. Nah, no,
0: grocery. Yeah, grocery. Oh, <laughs> yes. That oh, was at the grocery store. Me and my husband Man. just looked at each other and said, "What? Boy. Man, <laughs> Kroger's is outrageous. Man. You can't even be a vegan. Yeah, you <laughs> thought being a vegan. Was expensive Ooh.
1: before. Man.
2: Yeah, consumer <laughs> prices are up. The data's out on that, mm-hmm. and I think the Wall Street Journal does a Big Mac index. You know, yes. And, and, yes. and it just shows. I mean, if you want to look it up online mm-hmm. but it's been re- really interesting to watch that supply and demand dynamic play out and so we're watching things like gas groceries mm-hmm. uh go up while interest rates are what 2.68 yeah. like i said it's at these historical lows and will stay there uh, supposedly so that's yeah
1: now the the downside of all this and you know this is something that i'm sure that everybody's starting to feel the strain of is human contact. I mean, we we've got it to a degree, but you know, I'm used to you know whenever I see a, a, my friend on the street, I'm used to giving him a hug. Yeah. And I can't do that, and that bothers me. That bothers me to my soul.
2: It's awkward. It
1: is. It's very awkward. Yeah. It's like you know, and we make a joke out of it because we're either you know we're either uh, bumping feet or bumping elbows or whatever, and that's so important, I think, for kids. Is that human contact that is so? Can you
2: important imagine for them? being a kindergartner or a first grader? No. Right now, no. and those are really important. That's a really important time, preschool through you know second grade. Those mm-hmm. social skills and norms that you learn—they're having to do all that online.
1: Yeah, I feel so bad for kids these young kids these days because you do a, a large part of your socialization skills in those early years and if you're being taught that you can't show affection the way that you want to you know
0: hug somebody because you might get sick you bring that up for the last four months man every time i see my mother we fist bump like we right. on the corner and i'm like what? Come on, you you fist bumping me like you one of my right. or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's,
2: it's, it's weird it's 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 2020 it's, weird? it's just weird it's,
1: a, it's just weird it's like if 2020 was a food it would be beets Okay. Beats. Beats. I hate beats. beats. What's
2: even interesting is um, the state, uh, the labor cabinet isn't. They even have I call it like the the snitch line. We have a COVID nineteen yes. reporting right. hotline eight three three K Y safer. Mm-hmm. So if you witness any type of. Dangerous non-compliance, that's what the governor's office calls it, with these coronavirus mandates, including mask wearing, social distancing and sanitation. Um, Kentucky businesses are encouraged to call the snitch line. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe it would stop so many of these Karens from acting a fool when they go into the oh grocery God, store. Man. What's up with that? Why? Why are
2: people so upset about them? Ma- they go, and then... They choose to do that at the grocery store,
1: of all places. Of all places, the grocery store. I'm like, come on now. I mean, speaking of of adaptability, you saw how quickly folks took this pandemic, and I'm guilty, (laughs) and found a way to monetize it. I'm like, okay. They're a luxury masks. Yes. They're a designer. Designer uh,
2: masks. I think my Aunt Tanya, she, she has it all, like, bedazzled and jeweled, and, 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 and she, she sells them for $10. Right. And it's, it's, uh, people are launching whole businesses. College Industries
1: out of them. I off mean, of
2: custom masks.
1: I, I, yeah, and I tell some of my clients, I'm like, look, it, enhance your brand. I've got a bunch of these with my business logo on them. Make it a fashion accessory. And they're doing it. So that's how quickly we adapted to, uh. A really messed up situation not all of us not all of us but you know and the thing is it's 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 cheap to get done so that's your new business card. yeah that exactly (laughs) exactly that is your new you have logo will travel that's a beautiful thing man i'm telling you
2: didn't we see there was a i forget which retailer this was but there was a man who got upset that someone asked him to put on a mask and mm-hmm. he actually started to ram his cart against the woman's body to the mm-hmm. point to where she was on the ground because he was mad that he was asked to, to put on a, a mask. mask. But mm-hmm. people really are taking this to the extreme. I don't understand why they get so angry.
1: I think a lot of it, there there is a combination of, of, uh, of stress, kind of a PTSD thing that's going on. And then you really have some people that I don't know, they have this conflated idea that wearing a mask is interfering with your rights. And I'm sorry, when it comes to your health over some supposed right, I'm going to side with your health 100% all the of the, time, time, all the 100% time. 100% of the time. And it's not like you're giving up your rights. It would be one thing if you had the uh, COVID-19 Gestapo on every corner
2: you, you know, have some of those, too. Jumping
1: out of black vans and <laughs> snatching you <laughs> no, up. Did, if you don't did, you, did
2: you hear that that case where uh, there was a, a black woman hanging out with her friends mm-hmm. and this white guy, like, they were in a park and he, he was just upset they weren't social distancing. He actually put his hands on the woman yeah, as a I've result. so so we, we have these, dead
1: man walking.
2: We have these very extreme examples right. of people having these reactions in public about wearing a mask or reacting to someone not wearing a mask.
1: Mm-hmm. Man, that's just nuts. Absolutely nuts. But I mean, there's there's got to be a balance somewhere. We've got to get it together somehow. So uh, tell you what, coming up in just a little bit, we've got more about COVID and a couple of other things that we'll be checking out too. More community connections right after this. This is Mark Media. Hit it! Hey, what's up? This is Mark Gunn. I have an audiobook that I collaborated on with author Steve Dust Circle. It's called Before Your First Gig. It's written specifically for the new band or artist just getting started. In about 15 minutes, we will give you the blueprint for setting up to give live performances, marketing your band, and making your music presentable to the masses and the audience that you're going after. Thousands of dollars in sound advice for, get this, $3.99. That's right, $3.99. To download your copy, simply go to my website markgunmedia.com That's markgunmedia.com and the link is on the homepage. It's available from Audible, iTunes, and Amazon. Just click the link that you prefer. As an added bonus, with the proof of purchase, I'll send you the Mark Gun Media Artist Starter Kit at no additional cost. In it, you'll find all the resources you need to learn about music licensing and publishing. How to register your music with BDS and SoundScan in order to get radio airplay. There's also information about how to become a member of ASCAP and BMI. All the forms you need are included. And finally, the relationship between music and money. How you can cash in. Once you've downloaded your copy of Before Your First Gig, send me an email confirmation by going once again to the website markgunmedia.com and hit the Contact Us link. Just give me the name of one of the chapters you heard and any feedback about the book that you may have. And I will send you that Artist Starter Kit. Thousands of dollars worth of information for just under $4. You won't find this anywhere else. Remember, go to markgunmedia.com and download Before Your First Gig from the link on the homepage. Reach out with your proof of purchase by giving me the name of one of the chapters you heard. And the Mark Gun Media Artist Starter Kit is yours at no additional cost. Mark Gun Media. No hype, no hoopla, just damn good work. For downloads of this and past episodes and information about all the multimedia services we offer, log on to our website at www.markgunmedia.com. That's markgunmedia.com.
2: Welcome back to Community Connections. I'm Amira Palacios. So, I woke up this morning and I just could not believe that Representative John Lewis had left us.
1: That was the one headline (laughs) I did not want to see uh, when I woke up this morning. Uh, We knew that he had been ill,
2: he had pancreatic pancreatic cancer.
1: cancer. Very few people ever survived that. Right. And um, the last report that he had that he was resting comfortably. Um, But when we woke up this morning and then heard the news that that he had passed, that did not set my day off in the right right tone. So um, a lot of the tributes that were coming in today all day, and I'm sure they'll be going
0: in all weekend, uh, in fact, I deliberately didn't turn on the news today. Okay. Why don't you explain who he was? Some people probably don't even.
2: You know, know who I he think is. I'm I'm still peeling back the layers and understanding the full history of it. But he was one of the original freedom riders. Um, he's survived Bloody Sunday. I mean, this this guy literally has uh, put his life on the he put his life on the line for uh, my freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a civil rights icon. He's an American hero. Um, but as I get to know more about his life and his legacy, one of the things that I'm so inspired by was how much he continued to reach out and touch the lives of young people. Yes. People don't know this, but he was the, he was Congress's first ever, uh, graphic graphic novelist. So he has his own comic book Mm -hmm. series (laughs) that's out that really, uh, helps to illustrate, Uh, what happened with civil rights and really helping make that relatable and understandable uh, to children. Um, A few years Mm -hmm. back, he actually went to one of the Comic-Con conventions. Yes. Dressed Mm -hmm. as his 25-year-old self. self, Mm -hmm. And the young people got so hyped up around it. He actually marched with the young kids all around the convention center in D.C. And that was just such a treat. So it's things like that. We've all seen the the video of John Lewis dancing to the Pharrell song, happy. Um, Just his his, uh, sense of class and dignity and humility and earnestness. Um, We did not deserve John Lewis. No. We just didn't.
1: One of the things that I respected about uh, Representative Lewis more than anything else is that he did not exploit his time in the civil rights movement. He didn't use it as some sort of gravitas. It was something that was given to him just out of respect. You know, he wasn't one of those that, well, back in the day when we did this, for him, the fight that was started more than 60 years ago for him, Mm -hmm. he fought that battle with the same ferocity of his 25-year-old self. And I remember posting this morning on Facebook, you know, about that battle, and I referenced the point that this was a, a fight that he that he f- began more than 50 years ago, and it's a fight that will still carry it on, and that this country should really be ashamed of itself, because if, if any of those warriors from back of the day deserved to rest and not have to continue to fight, it was John Lewis. Um, C- He's the son of
2: sharecroppers?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: And I mean, it's just, it's, it's a his whole story is just, it's that of legend.
0: It's, it's a truly American story when you think about it. But you know what amazes me about it is, back in '65, Blood Sunday, when he got beat, mm-hmm. it was over the right to vote. Yes. That was over the right to vote. So this man was giving up his life. So you could be able to vote today.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, he carried the, um, the scars of that, you know, with the, uh, the fractured skull, um, and some of the uh, subsequent health issues that he had, uh, just that, that played around his injuries, but um, you watch him in, in the halls of Congress, and he was always focused, uh, singular message, and I remember it was earlier this year, uh, just after Charlottesville, and he gave. Uh, he was he was in chambers, and he asked the body, "Where is our soul? Where is our conscience?" Um, because I mean, I'm sure that everything that he has witnessed. Um, as of late somewhere in the back of his mind it's he had to be shaking his head thinking didn't
0: i do this already yeah didn't go through the struggle i've I've seen this already
2: you know people are saying that to honor his his life and legacy we need to um, make the voting rights act long in because it, I believe, it expired.
1: Yes. Yeah. And
2: they, in Congress, hasn't acted on this. I think um, I would, I would really like to see our, our local, you know, representation go back to Congress and fight for the reenactment of the Voting Rights Act mm-hmm. to honor the life and legacy of John Lewis. I feel like that's just that is the right thing to do right now.
1: That is the right thing to do. Um, and as flowery as the words out of uh, Senator Mitch McConnell. He is the Grim Reaper of the Senate. So, and maybe this is me being cynical or me being a realist. uh, He would be the one standing in the way of that happening. So, if it is going to happen, it's going to take uh, electing a new Senate and adding a few more seats to the House, and that means that everybody within the sound of our voices and beyond if you are registered to vote, you have got to vote in November. Um, I know that I've been giving Amy McGrath a very, very hard time. Yeah. And I will continue to do so. You have. But, But again, um, the only goal cannot be just getting Mitch McConnell out of office. The goal has to be wholesale change in the way that Washington works. Getting Washington to finally begin to work for us and so there's you know just out of respect to to representative Lewis um, staying home in November is simply not an option simply not an option and so um, again while we do have the kids at home and you're gonna see lots of tributes to him over the next several days uh, I would sit everybody down in front of the TV in front of the computer and just watch yeah. learn more about they used to call ted kennedy the lion of the senate um you know representative lewis was so much more than that in you know in the, in the halls of congress so um watch the tributes learn more about what he's done and then you know the least you could vary the
0: least you can do is to vote in November. And the thing about Absolutely. it is this is an opportunity not only to learn, but to teach at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're confused about anything about uh, Lewis, just Google it. Yep. Google Google could be your
1: best, too. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, with um, everything that, that not only Representative Lewis, uh, has been through. We lost CT Vivian earlier this yes. week, uh, who was another icon in the uh, the civil rights movement. He um, also was a freedom rider. Right, he was a freedom rider. Mm-hmm. So, two in one week is is the irony isn't lost on me.
2: I don't I don't think people my age really understand what has been lost. Mm-hmm. And I think that I hope I hope my generation that will take the time to go download the ebook and like yes. really. Take the time to think about what their lives were, mm-hmm. their struggles, because their struggles and what they went through are very similar to, to today. today's struggle. Yes, yeah. extremely similar. And in fact, back in the day, John Lewis was viewed as a radical. Yes, remember they thought he was crazy. Yeah, oh yeah, they did. <laughs> Probably they did. in the same way we look at Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. and we give them the sad eye. Right. You know who? I mean, who among um, that group could be a John
1: Lewis in the making today. We, you know, I've... It just makes
2: me wonder it, a little bit. Yeah,
1: there are, there are some people that have been sticking out and, uh, you know, making themselves notice whether they mean to or not. Um, but it's my hope that as we continue this fight for uh, freedom, justice, and equality... That we will never have to have another John Lewis or another Martin Luther King that, you know, we can, you know, collectively work to get what we should have already had and show that those sacrifices that these great men and women did before our, you know, before us weren't in vain. Um, who was it? Um Khalil Muhammad, I believe, had a quote that talked about the way that revolutionaries have to function, and the, the the key part of what he said was that the revolutionary has to be wise in the way that they do things, mm-hmm. and that wisdom comes from more than coordinating marches and demonstrations and sitting in, you know, sit-ins. It's what we do behind the scenes. It's what we do... Uh, as it relates to our legislative body. It's what we do as it relates to our corporate community. What kind of noises are we making there? Uh, the 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 last brilliant, absolutely classic demonstration was when uh, the mayor was doing the ribbon cutting yeah. for yeah. <laughs> for last that, week, huh. right?
2: Last I think there's week. a remix of it online with some music. <laughs> <laughs> Someone from my generation, there's already a remix version online, but that's right. what that's what my generation yeah. does. See, it's
1: and and that's just it. It's it's the coming together of all of those generations. Those of us. Uh, that are old enough to have lived as a contemporary of Mr. Lewis's, those of us that were kids at the time that grew up in the movement, those of us that are young enough to see the mistakes that we've made, take the stuff that we did right and tweak it and make it work for a new millennium. Um, We all have to and I can't believe I'm saying this because this is this phrase is, is is one of my pet peeves. I'm so tired of hearing it. We have to come together to pull our efforts, to pull our resources, because the uh, the enemy that we're fighting ain't no joke. And you know that's an enemy that that uh, that Representative Lewis, uh, Mr. Vivian, and those men and women that came before us have been fighting for a long time. And it's an enemy that we know very well. So. You know, as we get the remixes from the... Uh, fire, fire, the, gentrifiers. Right, the fire, fire, gentrifiers. And, you know, a, a lot of the things that are going on behind the scenes, uh, it is a simple matter of not so much the infighting that I'm seeing in different pockets. That's got to stop.
2: And you're talking about the black community here. In the yeah. Religious, religious, you know. yeah. Let's just switch. Yeah, let's call it what it is. <laughs> it's, it's old school versus new school right now. Right. And it's a little ridiculous to watch it.
1: And, you know, and I, I, admittedly, I am old school. And I am here to tell old school, sit down, hush. Yep. They got this. Yeah, it's time to be but quiet. I'll also tell the new school, if you have a question about something, nice. please come to us. Ask. And I, you know, the thing that I, that I love, and because I've been very upfront about the way that I handle this whole thing, is, yeah, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to do, I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to do what I can do, use my talents to exploit the things that I need to exploit. But, and I do have young people asking me questions all the time, I'm more than happy to answer I'm not going to tell you how you should do something. I'm going to give you the answer to the question that you're looking for and I'm going to keep it moving cuz you got this. You know, I've I've seen the energy of young people. I've worked with young people pretty much my entire adult life. And it is, you know, it's time for the Jesse Jacksons of the world, the you know, the 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 Al Sharptons of the yeah. world, uh, the Mark Guns of the world to have a seat. And I Gladly do that.
2: And at the same time, young people have to not assume they know everything. Right, because or, you don't. Or know the right right way to do everything. So mm-hmm. That's another thing that we tend to do. But to at least take some the time to Google and have some type of knowledge, mm-hmm. basic knowledge of what has happened before us. you got to know your right. history. Because you we make the mistake of figuring, we, we think we're the first to do it. Right, and nah. you're not.
1: Nah. <laughs> Trust me, you're not. What's that old, uh, you know... <laughs> And my wife is classic about this with, with our daughter uh, when she was a teenager. You ain't doing anything that I haven't done. <laughs> yeah. That's why you always get caught. Right. I've done this. I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. So.
2: That's the one that I feel like that's been missing with Black Lives Matter. It just mm-hmm. misses that organized finesse that yes. the civil rights movement had yes. back back in
0: the 60s well i think it's i think it, it misses that real leadership to beat the enemy you got to unite man and you know and, and you know it's just i like what they doing mm-hmm. and what the movement is positive mm-hmm. and it's going into the right direction but it's also all over the place. It's decentralized. Yes. It is decentralized and, and, and it's not focused.
2: And that's, the internet has something to do with that, mm-hmm. right? We're not gathering together behind closed yep. doors, meeting like they did back in John Lewis's day. Right. We're sitting behind a Zoom conference or we're or on a conference call or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I just wish that more young people would take the time to figure out um, what they don't know and go ask someone What they don't
1: know. And I'm gonna give this veiled message because there are different agendas within the movement. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Before you were anything else, before you were anything else, you were black. Yes. Okay. Before the alphabet, you were black. Yes, sir. Before the hotel you were black before anything, before you were a conservative, you were black. Before you were a liberal, you were black. Before you were a Democrat, Republican, you were black. The name of the movement is Black Lives Matter, period. End of
0: discussion. So all these other agendas? You have to know your history Mm -hmm. and where you came from. Right.
2: You know, it's interesting. People don't talk about the fact that John Lewis loved to
1: read. Yes.
2: He talks about uh, going down to the library when he was 16 years of age, and they denied him a library card because they told him that the books were only for the white kids, the Mm -hmm, white
1: mm -hmm, white people. mm
2: -hmm. You know, so that is completely like something i can't can't even fathom right <laughs> right right it's hard for me to even imagine someone going through that and so when given the chance to read he read everything and then he later and later on in life he became an author mm-hmm. and, and, and won all kind of book awards for documenting um the civil rights movement for, for younger readers and so right. illiteracy If we talk about honoring the the legacy in the life of john lewis it's yes please go vote in november but also pick up a book Mm -hmm. yes or or read a book with someone
1: or get an audio book yeah that's the key but that's true yeah i mean i'm a big proponent of audiobook i mean you know today's society you don't really have the luxury of sitting down and cracking some pages even though i love the smell of of a of a page i love the feel of a book but when I need to take in information and I need to do it while
0: I'm multitasking, I'll I'll do an audiobook. So yeah, I walk around work with a book in my pocket. Mm-hmm. On my breaks, I gotta sit down and read. Yeah,
2: and there there are even apps that will read out something to you. Yes, if you don't have time to read. Yes. So there's, I mean, there's really no excuse but. Illiteracy amongst adults is very, very real. Mm-hmm. We talk about yes, that children can't read. It's really adults yeah, it can't, who can't read. Yeah, right. we, we hear this phrase, the low information voter. Yes, that's a very, very real thing. I think that, I think that's why we had what uh, was it, seven or eight thousand absentee ballots
1: that yep, were thrown, that thrown out. out. Names weren't signed. Uh, yeah. That was the biggest thing and i mean it's like people couldn't, right yeah, people
2: couldn't read the people instructions people couldn't read the instructions about right. a, ballot, a basic absentee ballot right and it probably cost charles Booker the election just saying yeah
1: i mean the the margin of victory was
0: not that you know was it was close it was very close but they was put in the wrong envelope and you know it was crazy yeah just simple stuff Just basically uh mistakes of of not
1: Reading and not comprehending the instructions. So, you um, know, again, in two, you know, in 2020, there are no more excuses. Um, plain and simple. I mean, we're in the third civil rights movement in this country, and it's the same battle but different tactics, and it's one of those to where. Uh it's all hands on deck and we can't do the infighting like we've
0: been doing. Um it we just have to do can't something
2: else. Yeah. um and on that note we're running out of time for Community Connections. Um first what is what is your parting thought for us as we think about the life and legacy of John Lewis and the work that remains for us today.
0: Gratitude. Gratitude. I'm truly grateful. I'm I'm at the age where I remember. Mm-hmm. You know, I was 10 years old in 68 rides. I remember that, you know. So my word for the day is gratitude.
1: Mark? Diligence. It's all hands on deck. Uh, Again, no excuses. Everybody has a part to play in this movement, and you have to play it from your perspective. And everybody has to respect everybody else's role bottom line we can't do things the way we've been doing them
2: and with that that's the end of community connections as always the mic is on you
1: you've been listening to gunshots straight from the hip The views expressed are those of the host and guests and not reflective of any business entity or anyone associated with this broadcast. If you have any comments or want more information on how to be a sponsor, log on to our website at markgunmedia.com or call us at 502-407-0283. That's 502-407-0283. Thank you for listening. Mark Gun Media. No hype, no hoopla, just damn good work.